Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Good morning. Listeners, welcome to the Become More Kitchen, where we're always cooking something up delicious. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Turn of the new year here. Happy 2024. And it's often a time when people do a little self-reflection. How did the year go? What do I want for the new year? How many pounds am I going to lose this year? How much more time am I going to spend, you know, exercising and eating right or whatever, whatever your version of I'm going to be a better person each year is. But it strikes me that in the work world, this often becomes a time where appraisals are happening. Mm. And the first step on appraisals is often the self-appraisal, writing down for your boss, reminding your boss what you've done this year, because your boss can't be bothered to remember all that stuff. So it's your responsibility to remind them of all the things and get the process started here. I know people who really, really struggle with writing a self-appraisal and maybe don't approach it in a way that gets them better results through the process. They don't hand off something in the process that that sparks a good conversation or, you know, gets them where they want to be. So my question this morning for you guys is, what do you think makes a good self-appraisal? And how can somebody get in that headspace? You know, Scott is usually the first one that says, it depends. <laughs> but I think I'm going to beat them to punch in this particular one. I know what we would expect of our team uh, when it comes to self-appraisal. And in our world, we would expect someone to be brutally honest. And that includes the highs, the average, and the lows. We would want them to like brag about all the great stuff. And we would want them to point out the stuff that's not working for them. And we would want them to point out kind of that middle ground. However, our organization is a little weird because we are very, very comfortable with the totality of a human being. We know that everybody that works anywhere, in all honesty, comes to the table with good, bad, and ugly. No one is perfect. And so we're very comfortable seeing someone as a complete, total human being. However, there are companies where if you tell folks and you tell your boss what the good and the bad and the ugly is, that does not play to your advantage. That actually can be used against you. So I think the first question is, what is the culture and the expectation of your organization? Scott, what do you think? I mean, the one thing I would for sure add to that is what outcome do you want as an individual? 
I'm sure there are organizations who it is a check the box activity. And with your boss, your boss maybe isn't invested in that. And it's a check the box activity. Then it might be do the check the box activity and offline do the self-assessment for yourself. Oh, I love that, Scott. Right. So in that particular space, you still, if you want to grow, if you want to be better, Mm -hmm. right, if you want to become more in that particular space, that doesn't have to be a public activity or an interactive activity with your be It could be with a a mentor, with a coach, with a a coworker that you trust and like, hey, we're just going to give each other some some feedback like, hey, you're a real pain in the ass when, or hey, you're really a superstar when you do this. And so I think you have to do a little bit of self-reflection first to say, what am I trying to get out of this effort? Right. So what's the culture of the organization? Mm -hmm. Okay. What is my purpose for participating in this activity? Right. What are the risks and rewards? All of that. But it doesn't mean that you still don't say, hey, what are my opportunities to level up? Totally. It's just where you do that might be different. As an employee, the one thing, and I and I think about a, a couple of our clients, they have some folks, I'm thinking of one specifically who wrote something like in their performance appraisal, I really think this is a waste of time. I don't believe anyone reads it anyway. They type that in the system. Now I would say no we would we would recommend that that's not the best approach unless your outcome is I want to get fired. <laughs> I was going to say go ahead and insult the organization the system the processes. I'm not sure that that's uh that's the best forum for giving that feedback. And I think of that individual is it may may or may not be wants to grow in their own way which is not aligned with the organization which is a, a totally different topic, I believe. But I think the first thing, first and foremost, you have to say, what am I trying to get out of this? Or what are we trying to get out of this as me and my leader so that you can decide which, which path do you go? Right. I do think that regardless of all of that, if this is a, even a check the box activity, or even if your organization takes it seriously, there is some research around this that I find is interesting. The research really talks about is an individual who beats themselves up on these things is typically seen as someone who is a high performer. That when they have the ability to give themselves negative scores, things that aren't going well, they can point out places where they need to grow and mistakes that they have made. That is traditionally someone that long-term, when we study that, is an individual who is going to continue to grow and become more. And so regardless of your organization's piece and regardless of whether you do this in a public forum or with your boss, or if you're doing this you know, with a coach or privately, that ability of being able to look at yourself realistically and give yourself credit for the things that you have done, as well as point out places where you're, you could be better, places where you have an opportunity to grow or even gaps. Like this is something that I don't do well and it is part of my job or it's part of the the future kind of jobs that I would like to have. If you can actually name those things and point out those things, it says so much about your character. It also says a ton 
about, hey, once I see it, I actually can do something about it. When I think about Carmen's question, there's a place of, okay, how do you get in the right headspace? Well, you need to schedule time. You need to be in a place where it's, okay, I'm really going to think about this to spend the right, whatever the right amount of time is. And then again, depending on the culturally in the organization and what you're trying to get out of it is then putting forth the work into, Hey, what did I do well this year? And I would say the one thing we would recommend to organizations is the once a year, that's a way to do it. If you're not doing it along the way, once a year is almost a waste of time. I, as a leader, I can't rec- I can't remember. You as an individual probably can't remember. And ideally, we're doing it along the way. I get asked this question frequently, and Tammy, I'd love to know your take, and Carmen as well. People say, well, what frequency should we do this? I would tell you, you should ideally, I believe best practice is one-on-ones once a week. Not you a know, full performance review. It's no. really what's going on, what's going well, what's not going well, a combination of kind of status updates slash working and growth session, I believe is best practice. Do you know, I got asked this question this week, which is kind of interesting. And uh, the organization that I was working with, they would have one-on-ones once a quarter. And their consultant that they had last year, that was like, here, this is what you need to do. One-on-ones once a quarter. And I heard that it, and I was almost shocked. Okay. And they kind of looked at my face and they were like, is that not right? And I thought, how do you help someone become more if you are not meeting with them more frequently than that? And how do you reinforce when they're doing things that are great. If you only talk to them in this kind of private forum, like once a quarter. And so when I talked with them, I was like, guys, at a minimum, at a minimum, twice a month. And there was someone in the group who said, if we tell them we're going to talk to them twice a month, they're going to freak out. What do we tell them? And I started laughing and I said, we're going to tell them that this is about helping you and the organization become more. Mm-hmm. And it's not about catching you doing stuff wrong. It's about supporting you in terms of ensuring that, you know, we are all headed in the right direction. We are getting the right stuff done, that we are solving problems. And as your boss, I am here to have those conversations, not to tell you what to do, but to ask you questions and help you think it through. And they all kind of stared at me because, of course, they use those quarterly meetings for status updates and to say, hey, this isn't working, fix it. And it was a really interesting because I think you can't really be in relationship if you're not having no, one-on-ones. Yeah. And I would tell you, Scott, at least twice a month, at least. Okay. However, every week there's an opportunity that something happens for you to take a moment, not something formally scheduled, but informally take a moment and maybe it's face to face and saying, hey, you did a really good job in that meeting. Or it might be walking out of that meeting and saying, let's talk about how that went. What worked? What didn't work? What are we going to do differently next time? 
So there's a way to do this where you can do it formally and informally. But if you are not touching your staff member frequently, right? And I would say once a week for sure, then we are not growing and we are not ensuring that people are headed down that path. And, you know, I'm okay formalizing this once a year, but in that space, if I am your boss, I should have notes from the whole year about how that went, you know, the things that we talked about. And some of that is in these formal one-on-ones, but some of them are in these informal conversations that we had in passing. I don't know, Carmen, what do you think? I used to have a boss that asked for a 30-30 report once a month. And it was, you know, like, what's happened the last 30 days? What's coming up the next 30 days? And it was a written report. It was not a meeting. Ouch. (laughs) And honestly, I spent way, way, way too much time on this report every month. We would call that because I felt like, yeah, a lot of like, and I felt like I had to report on, you know, every aspect of our business. And the good thing about it was it really essentially then gave you 12 really great notes to go back and write your formal self-appraisal with later. Like, okay, everything's here. And not everybody in the organization was suited to have, you know, their 30-day look be a lot different than the previous 30 days. And, and, And so some people struggled with it that way. But I did like the rigor of thinking about something in a monthly capacity and having a record of it for whatever later. Well, that works in, and your that organization was super formal. And, you know, that formality, there are some places that that really does make a lot of sense. We are supposed to be uh, doing a status update with our clients. It started with every 30 days and we've moved it to every 60 days. And it is something that I have to be honest with you, our clients like, they like to know what we've accomplished and it gives them one place to go and just know how have we spent our time. I personally struggle with putting those things together because that's um, more formal than I am. And I prefer kind of an informal relationship-based piece. With that said though, that's there is a place and a time for that. And it is something that then it's hard for a lot of folks, not only to look at what's not working for me, but it's also hard for them to sometimes toot their own horn. We have a lot of folks who who really don't know how to say, hey, I knocked that out of the park without thinking that that's like two in your face. And yet we have people that knock stuff out of the park every single day. So one of the great things about that is if you do do kind of that formal methodology of of documentation of what you have accomplished, it does give you that spot to say, here are my accomplishments for the year. And the other side of it is, is I also want to look at this, not just accomplishment around tasks. I do think that we sometimes miss when we go to these self-appraisals about you know, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. It's all about execution. And we sometimes miss the human side of also how a person makes a difference in a customer's life, in a coworker's life, 
in, you know, in that space. And I think that we should also look at that in our self-appraisal. What is all the things we accomplished, right? Our KPIs or whatever that thing is, but also what is the personal growth side of this? What is the things that you have done that have, you know, been supportive of the organization in the way that you carried yourself and worked with others? Because when we are a pain in the tuchus and get a lot done, that's great. But that pain in the tuchus stuff probably means that we've kept others from being able to be successful. So I do think there is also that side of it that's worth talking about. And very seldom would you see that in a self-appraisal because that sounds really soft and really like patting yourself on the back. And yet that makes a difference too. Scott, have you ever seen that? It's almost this, you know, we talk about, hey, we want we want to be easy to do business with. Right. It's almost this piece of as a coworker, are you easy to work with? Yes. And it's a balance of no, we don't want you to just give in and and do everyone's work for them. And when someone asks you a question, are you responsive and helpful? Do you grow other people? Are you, you know, do you speak out and you're always negative? Or the other side, you're everything's always rainbows and rosies and puppies. Well, no, right? Do, do you have that, you know, reasonable balance? Do you get your work done? Do you put undue pressure on other people? Because, oh, I'm always getting it done at the last minute, which then delays Carmen, which then delays Tammy. That's not easy to work with. When something happens, right. do you, are you reactive? Or are you calm? Do you think things through? Do you um, make a decision to move forward? Because, you know, that reactive personality that escalates everything, you know, there's so many ways that we can look at how you carry yourself makes a difference in the organization. And I think that that is a piece where people oftentimes need to grow. And I also think it's a piece that we don't elevate and kind of talk about when it comes to these self-appraisals. It's oftentimes way too task-oriented. So think about it this way, human business, right? Make sure that you're in these things talking about, hey, this is the business I got done. This is the results. These are the outcomes, right? But also talk about the human side, how you went about doing that and how you contribute in that way or areas where you still need to grow in that particular area. Because that is truly what is the combination of those two things are going to be the things that's going to help you continue to succeed and uh, progress in your career. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.